Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. I'm super excited to talk with our guest today. She's a powerhouse, and I can't wait for her to share with you her journey because your mouth and your eyes, you're going to be like, oh my gosh. But through this whole thing, there is determination, and we're going to talk about that today and your willingness not to give up. You can't give up. We all have a trajectory but it's those little signs that you have to look for. So Marta, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I'm excited you're here. Before we dive in and start talking about how we don't want to give up, can you give us a little backstory about how you've gotten to where you are today in your career? Yes. All right. Well, everything started in Brazil. I'm from Brazil originally. Uh, Born and raised at 23, I moved to the U.S. I married my American husband. But before then, I had this passion for the American culture and language. I started teaching English when I was 14. Like my path, my future for as long as I could think of at the time was I'm going to be working with languages. I'm going to be teaching. Uh, I then uh, had my master's here in Denver for linguistics. So it was all like ESL, EFL, let's teach languages. I learned French as well. So I'm fluent in three languages. I went on to become a certified court interpreter because I was very involved in church. And I was, that's how I met my husband, actually. I met him in Tulsa, in Oklahoma, in a church conference. And I was the official interpreter for church conferences in Brazil. My mom is a pastor. So for the longest time, my brain has always been like all these languages, all these cultures, all these things. And I really, really loved it. And then in 2016, plot twist, I was blessed with triplets. Crazy, 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 crazy and, fun. <laughs> in the last six years, it's been a lot of me unpacking what that meant and what that actually did because it shook me to my core, obviously, as most people would imagine, but it's really hard to convey that yourself. Like people won't know what it is like unless they go through it. But even amongst triplet moms, which I know lots of them because of my situation, we're all different as well. And our situations are very, very different. And so for me, um, they were actually born in Brazil because we were living there at the time. We moved back to America when they were nine months old, which was sooner than we had expected. Uh, it was our decision for many different reasons. Our, uh, my father-in-law was terminal with cancer. So there was a lot going on. I left Brazil in lots of very good terms with my parents because we were so rushed. And all of this contributed to me feeling a little bit lost, uh, especially being a first time mom away from my family and they were so small. And that's when I decided to start a business. I actually started with network marketing and it was like, um, why not? You know, like, let's do something so we can have an adult interaction on social media. Cause that's as far as the co connection I will have with anyone. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, because play dates or anything, everything was just so hard. And it still is with, you know, three kids taking them anywhere, especially by myself while my husband's at work. And it was a great alternative. I learned a lot, but that was when I got in touch with personal growth because anyone involved in, in uh, network marketing or that knows anything about it, there's a heavy, you know, encouragement for you to dig deep and work on your mindset because otherwise you're not going to continue and you are going to give up very soon. So talking about resilience and determination, like they really hammer that thing <laughs> down and I'm so grateful that they did. It was such a, a great way for me to be exposed to it. And I remember one of the rewards that I got for hitting certain goals at one time was a, a book by Brandon Burchard. And I was like, oh, what does it take to be this guy? How can mm -hmm. I be this person that is hired by these companies that is, gets flown in by big, big CEOs to just listen to people and to help them work out little kinks and weird stuff in our heads? Because we all have them. Even if you're extremely successful, it's going to be there and somebody will have to help you through it. <laughs> you know. And I remember telling my husband, I was like, man, this is what I want to do. And he's like, oh, so you want to be a motivational speaker? And well, it's going to take some years, but okay. And I just kept on going, you know, one foot in front of the other, going to networking meetings. When the pandemic hit, um, that was the time when I was like, if there's any time for me to give up, this is now. I have all the excuses in the world. My kids are not going to school because they were in, pre in pre preschool at the time. And I continued on. And that was the thing that really turned things around for my business because people were watching mm -hmm. and they saw that I didn't give up, that I continued on. And things really grew a lot for me because I started talking more about marketing as well and how mindset and confidence is, it's all interconnected into how you promote and talk about your business. And this is how I got to being empowerment coach, marketing strategist. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I mean, we hear a lot about, especially since the pandemic, we hear so much about personal growth, personal growth, personal growth. And when you focus on yourself and you focus on you and, you know, I'm sure you hear this all the time where on the airplane, if you know, you're traveling, it's like, put your mask on first before oh. you help somebody else. Yeah. And it's, you know, that always sticks with me whenever I am asked to do something and I look at my calendar and I'm at capacity, but I really want to do it. And then I should I overcommit, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. all these questions, but it's so important to business growth. And so do you, you, I mean, I'm assuming you're kind of like your own case study where it's like, when you focus on that personal growth, you have that business growth, but you also have the, this like laser focus. Yeah. So can you share with us a little bit about that? Like how, how did you grow the business when you were focusing on that personal growth? Like, did, did you like get a whiteboard and like put out goals or like, how does that even look? Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting that you say this because more and more I've been realizing that as I learn, I have to teach and I've been diving into the, my main tool as I work with clients is the Enneagram, but I've been diving into human design a lot last year. And, uh, one of my gates, like looking at, especially future reference is 
I read as I write my story and I write as I read my story. And this is really how I learn best is when I get to share. And this is a lot of what I teach in terms of marketing is that creating your content around what you're experiencing and around your life, because people need to get to know you and they need to trust you. It's the know, like, and trust. And it's not just you talking about the deliverables of your course or even talking about the testimonials of your clients is you humanizing yourself and talking about the struggles and, 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 you know, saying I'm not the savior person that's perfect because that doesn't give anybody hope. They want to know that you also, you know, bleed red, so to speak. People need to know that. And that's why I love the vulnerability of sharing content. And I encourage my clients to do that. Obviously everyone is different personality types. That's why I, you know, include the Enneagram and all of that because showing up vulnerably, vulnerably looks different for different people because they're not all outspoken extroverts like I am, but it's important because it adds to the reflection. So that's, I love that you said case study. I'm my own case study. Absolutely. I am. And I feel like we should all be because it's good press for yourself. Like we don't understand that for you to process stuff, you need to talk. That's why talk therapy exists. But if you're doing it out in the open, obviously in a tactful way, people get to know you. So you're killing so many birds with the same stone. It's genius. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's to me, it's just like share your experience, share what you're doing and how is it helping you? I've never heard anyone say like any type of therapy or psychology methodology or anything is like hurting them. I've never, ever heard anyone say that. Yeah. So really like what is, I know that there's like specific steps that, that you've identified just to increase personal development. Can you share a little bit about like what those steps are or give us like the first three things of like getting started? So that's one question. My other question with that would be, how do you work with your clients to get them comfortable to sharing? Because I know even for myself, I mean, years ago when stories first came out and my brand manager was like, you got to do these things. It disappears. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like if it disappears, I'm only going to say it once. That's stupid. (laughs) And he's like, no, you don't get it. It's like FOMO and people have like the inside and it's going to disappear. So it's more of like a comfort level for you. If you like share some behind the scenes shit and you don't want it out there for a long time. And, you know, I'm glad that I obviously listened to him. He's doing his job, but that's where a lot of this stuff came from. It's like, we started to see our analytics and our stories when, you know, people were like, oh, I didn't know that you had five nieces and nephews. And I didn't know that you helped like take care of them. And I didn't know, well, my, in my head, I'm like, oh, it's really none of your business, but it exactly to your point, it humanized me. People were like, oh, you actually, you know, have a life, right? (laughs) this. Yes. So what are some steps where people can really start to understand and how to get comfortable to, to share these vulnerabilities? Yes. So the, the steps that I take my clients through are the very steps that I came up with a couple of years ago and that I share in my newly published book I am, that I am super Yay. proud of. Um, it's called the empowered woman path. So it's the steps for you to empower yourself, to really feel you know, step into your power and just be the amazing person that you already are. So it starts with noticing yourself. The whole process really looks kind of like a love story. And it, and it's so interesting because it has a lot to do with marketing as well. 
marketing is it's courtship, right? You're not going to ask somebody to marry you the day you meet them. Hopefully. Unless you're on a reality TV show. <laughs> right. Getting paid to go through the hoops, right? And the stages. Right. Anyways. Um, so you get to start noticing, right? You start noticing those quirks. You become curious about their birthday, their favorite things. When do we actually take the time to do that with ourselves? Especially, you know, as adults, so many responsibilities. We have children, we have spouses. What do you do? And this is where I introduce the Enneagram. And I say, now is the time, friend, for you to get to know who you are. The things that started coming up from childhood, because you didn't become who you are yesterday. It's been years of you playing that record that really started in your childhood. So let's analyze that. And then that's when we start listening to the record. Step two is listen to yourself. Listening to that self-talk, um, to, to those repeating, recurring thoughts. Because when we talk, when we say, you know, negative self-talk, self-talk in general terms, we could say, oh, you're not good enough. You know, keep trying because it wasn't great, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. You're invisible. But there are specific things that we say to ourselves depending on our Enneagram type and depending on our childhood wounds. Because this is really what I have understood by studying the Enneagram so extensively is that the types form themselves through the, through the years because they are a reflection of those wounds. You creating those coping mechanisms of I didn't feel this way. So how can I show up so that I can feel better about myself, you know? And this is how it is. Now, as an adult, it's your responsibility to tell yourself better things, to tell yourself more empowering things, but you first need to become aware. There is no transformation without awareness. And that's why we go through noticing yourself, listening to yourself, and then forgiving yourself is step three. Uh, because as all these things come up, you're going to feel that resentment for yourself, for people, because you're going to be like, that's my mom that did this, or that's that one person that, you know, kindergarten teacher, and you're like, it's their fault that I feel this way. But again, as an empowered adult, you have the choice to react to these things. As a child, you didn't really, because you didn't know any better. But now you do. It's kind of like when you grow up, you go visit a childhood place, and you're like, this looks so small. It used to be so huge. Did it shrink? No, it's just your perspective has changed. So it is important to revisit those things, release that forgiveness to move on. Because whenever you're feeling stuck, it's because you're not forgiving something, whether it be yourself, a circumstance you can't control, or another person. Revisit that, analyze that, reflect on that. And then that's when you get to step four, which is empower yourself. Because once you look through all those weaknesses, your strengths are going to be magnified. That's just the way that it is. You have to allow yourself to look at those weaknesses to then be able to recognize the strengths. That's what we do in that step is becoming proud of yourself because there's, you know, whatever you're facing right now, this is not your first rodeo. You've gone through hard stuff in life and you've overcome them. There were moments in your past and I invite you to think, and I'm sure your brain's already bringing it up. There were moments when you felt like you were not going to go on, like this is it, not, not, you know, coming out of this one, <laughs> this is just not gonna, and you did. So whatever it is that you're facing now, how do you empower yourself? You remember what you've done in the past. It's a sure way. Like you feel those feelings of empowerment right then and there. And finally, step five is when you transform yourself, not into someone else, but into a more self-accepting version of who you are. I love that. That's awesome. So what number are you on the Enneagram? I'm a three. How about you? You know, you're I'm a seven. Okay. So we have a lot in common. Three sevens and eights are the aggressive types. So that's why we resonate. We're like, yep. 
Let's get this thing done. Moving on. Next thing. <laughs> it, I love the Enneagram. I actually probably, I don't know, 11 or 12 years ago, I had a groom give me a book, give me the Enneagram. I'd never heard of it. So, I mean, I went to school to be a psychologist and I thought I had heard of like every single psychology methodology that was out there because we did so many of them in the hospital. And I went forward and got certified to be a facilitator. And one of them, it's more of like a team building activities. And, and the first thing is awareness, but it's in a team setting. So it goes hand in hand. It goes along really nicely with Enneagram. It's a little bit different, Um, but I had not experienced that. And we were planning their wedding and he had previously been engaged and he said, I broke off my engagement. He's like, she was a wonderful girl. But when I read the Enneagram, we did not match at all. And so he said, I felt like I was setting myself up for failure. You know, people thought I was crazy that I was like ending this whole relationship of seven years. And then he met this other girl and in three months they're engaged, you know, here we are planning their wedding. Everyone's like, he's going through what's wrong. And I'm like, no, he just has clarity on setting himself up for success and setting his personal life up for success as well as his professional life. And, you know, as we dug a little bit deeper, it was like really healthy to like understand. So that's when I'm like, okay, I need to get this book. I need to do this. I need to figure it out. Um, and it is, it's very enlightening. And so now like we don't do too many events, and weddings anymore, but when we do, I really encourage couples who are about to get married to do Enneagram and to do a few of them, because if you don't understand yourself first, just like you said, self-awareness, how can you be compatible with someone else? You just don't understand yourself first. So it's so important. So important. And I didn't answer your other question. So how do you motivate clients to keep going and to go through these steps. And it really goes back to look at yourself. Like we need to do this revisiting process and it's over and over again. And for a while, when I would touch on the Enneagram, I would just say, you know, go take the test um, and then study further because the test is not the end all. It's just a beginning portion. So you see kind of like where you fall in, but you really need to kind of understand all of the types to, to do the elimination process. And it really makes it for a much richer experience when you're in relationships, just like what you said, you become, you then are able to understand people better because then you separate yourself. Like, this is where I begin. This is where I end. This is where you start. You stop taking things personally. You're like, this is me. This is my filter. This is how I'm seeing these things. And now with publishing the book where I talk about the Enneagram this year, I really felt this pull to dive deeper into how to use this into your advantage for your business. So I've been talking a lot about the three stances that I have recognized because at times people are like, oh, nine types, it's going to take me years to go through all of them, like too much, too overwhelming, because it's not like there's three or there's four, it's nine. So it's, it's overwhelming right off the bat and people are discouraged. And I was like, instead of that, let's look at these three stances. And that's something that I, that I've developed uh, because there are three stances that are recognized by experts that are the aggressive types, like I mentioned before, three sevens and eights. Um, there are the withdrawn types, four, five, and nines. And then there are the dependent types, one, twos, and six, sixes. And what I recognized is that um, in terms of your marketing and in terms of your business, there are these three stances, the way that you actually show up and you take in information. There are those that are the feelers, the thinkers, and the doers. And the problem 
quote unquote with all of those is that they are repressed in some area. So the feelers, they tend to be thinking repressed because they're so stuck into like the details of everything that they, they have a hard time analyzing certain situations in a certain way and taking risks. So for the feelers, one, twos, and sixes, they have a really hard time um, experimenting because it's out of their control and they can't do anything. But as soon as you open your eyes in the day, you have control over not many things. So that's one of the things that I encourage clients through that is to be like, if you are this way, just understand that this is how you interpret situations. So how can you go against the grain and challenge yourself out of your comfort zone to grow? For the thinkers, they're doing repressed. They just stay in the thinking realm. They are love to plan, love to study, learn all the things, and then it just stays there. That's not good. And then for the doers, which is us, <laughs> we do all the things, but we have a really hard time sitting and feeling and slowing down and listening to what people have to say. And I mean, that's the amazing thing about leaders is that they can plow through and trailblaze, but you can't lead without people. So you have to take some time to acknowledge them and their feelings. So that's how I guide them through it. <laughs> I love that. Do you find that when you're working with people and they start to understand themselves and then they start to understand their family and their clients that they start to, and I don't want this to sound bad, but like weed people out almost to where um, they get more clarity on who are their people that they need to be surrounded so that those people can naturally help support what they're doing. And then the other people just kind of phase out because you're more focused. Do you see that happening? A hundred percent. And that's a lot of what I've been talking about in terms of the Enneagram is that you start operating in your business in a way that feels good for you. It's not cookie cutter because that's what a lot of us struggle with is we sign up for these programs where people are teaching this formula. And that's very, very scary. You know, be careful with that term because it may not work for you. Or if it does, it may be very much out in alignment and you're not, it's not going to be sustainable. So that's not good either. And so when you start operating in a way that feels good for you, knowing that, okay, I do a lot. How can I work this differently? Or I think a lot, how can I work this differently? Not only you show up more empowered, but you're going to start attracting people, usually the opposites. Sometimes you attract the same because they see themselves in you. And it's like, I know you're a healthier version of this. I want this for me, but also the opposite. So as a doer, I tend to attract lots of thinkers and lots of feelers because they see that I need to do more and I'm stuck because I'm afraid of taking risks and I'm afraid of what's going to happen. You know, I imagine worst case scenario for a doer. That's not a problem. I will take a risk any day of my life if it means I'm doing something because yes. I just can't sit still, you know, so it's different. So that helps you see like, I resonate with these people and they resonate with me more. It's amazing to recognize how those parallels exist and you will be able to let go of those people. You become more selective. It's like, this is not gonna work out because you're gonna be a nightmare client. You're going to ask for a refund or you're gonna call me every day because you operate so differently from me and you're not there yet. And that's when you're like, let me introduce you to somebody else that can help you in that department, you know? And a hundred percent because you value yourself so much more you're not going to take people that don't value you. Mm -mm. Do you find just something that I've just observed, especially in women? And I mean, I went through this too, personally, where, you know, the older I got and the more I grew in my career and the more I started traveling and the more I started to really focus on like goals and what we want to do that, 
you know, my friends that I went to high school or college, you know, they just kind of faded out. They, a lot of them got married, they had kids, they didn't work and they definitely didn't start a business. <laughs> so, and that's okay. It doesn't right. make them, it doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't make them right. bad people, any of that. Like they're lovely people. It's just that we came to, I mean, I was at dinner with a friend. I mean, this was so long ago, but I'm like, I left that dinner drained, like almost like I had been attacked by an energy vampire, which is one of my coaches, what one of my coaches said. And he's like, I'm like, but I feel bad. I mean, I grew up with these girls and we're best friends, but it's like, I don't have anything in common with them. And I find myself trying to like help them and fix them and give them options. And you know, he's like, you can't fix anybody. Like right. they have to want to fix themselves first if they're going through something and quit trying to fix everything. But also too, I found myself not really having time for that anymore because right. I needed to put that energy into myself or into my own business. But what I've, I see a lot of women, like they feel very guilty that like, they feel like I, I know I felt not like a bad person, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I shouldn't be thinking this way. But then my mentor was like, no, this is exactly the way that you need to be thinking and you need to reevaluate and you don't need to feel bad about it. People right. are going to come and go in your life. So do you, do you see that in your business with your clients? Like just feeling bad about like shifting who's around them? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. We feel that guilt because people start, you know, kind of falling off. And at times it even happens with family too. That's yeah. something I experienced because they don't understand where you're going and it's tough because you still want to keep them around. You still, you know, I mean, it's, you're part of my life. And then, but it's about setting those boundaries. Right. And if they don't understand, it's not like you have to completely cut ties necessarily, but you don't have to be as involved. And I don't have to feel that pressure or guilt to do that. Uh, because I I've grown, I've changed and we can't keep ourselves stuck because other people are not evolving with you, right? And not everyone is meant to be in your life forever. That's something that I've been learning. And that was a hard scar, I think, even coming from childhood. Like, I know everything really starts there. Like, and what they say, sisterhood wounds, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Relationships with other women in many ways. Like, many of us have had an instance where somebody just simply stopped talking to you. And then you go ask and you're like, why? What did I do? What's going on? And they don't give you an answer. And it just, I had this happen to me, I think in sixth grade, I remember writing a letter, like I tried all of the different venues and I never had that closure and this stays with you. And it's like, I want to make sure I'm doing everything so that I'm loved, accepted, right. And that those people feel loved and accepted by me, but you can't control what other people do. So yeah, it's really hard, but it's part of that growth and that up-leveling um, of understanding that there are seasons, right, for everything in life. And sometimes there's these quotes of saying, you know, some, some, some people live, leave footprints that stay for a little bit. And it's, they're there for a reason. They helped you at a certain point in time. You're grateful for them, bless them. Um, but we got to grow and we got to go where we're supposed to go. <laughs> yeah. That's why I get a new mentor every year, because it's like, why would I keep the right. same person? And you know, it's, it's because the next person helps you grow and then the next person helps you grow in a different way. So, I mean, being a business owner and entrepreneur and, and a mom of, of three, like, is there one thing that you do every single day where you can show up and be present just a hundred percent, like focused when you're being a mom or being a wife or being a business owner? Like, is there that one thing that just keeps you on track and you know, you're going to show up a hundred percent? Is there something that 
anybody listening or watching, it's like this one thing has really helped you do that. Or is there multiple things? <laughs> That's hard. There, there are a few things. And, and like I, I've been learning, this can look different for different people. So knowing that I'm a doer and I need to blow off steam and I need to do something that feels to me like I not like checked something off. Exercise is a huge part of my life because it is that moment with myself. I'm not competing with anyone else. I'm actually not able to do anything else besides the exercise uh, and paying attention to what I'm doing. And it, it's really a moment that I can truly say I feel present. Like my thoughts are generally, you know, for the most part, not anyone anywhere else <laughs> because I have to pay attention and I have to be there. Um, and what I've learned last year, I actually had a Kabbalah reading done and uh, there's so many different elements to it. And I still really want to dive into it because it's amazing. But it talked about me having two diverging energies that are very, very powerful. And I have to, I forget what the term sublime, sublimate. I don't know. I forget what the terminology was, but kind of like condense, make them condense into the same, although they're opposing. And one of the, the, the suggestions that the person gave me was you need to do an explosive exercise followed by meditation. Like it has to be right afterwards because it's that opposing thing. And I, I've really incorporated that since I had that reading in December. Um, so for a few months now where right after I finish my exercise, I'm still sweaty. I lay down on my mat and I just lay there for 10 to 15 minutes, whether listening to something or just being, which is not my preferred, but I'm learning. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. It's still, yeah, and it's been amazing. It's really helped me like get on with my day. It's hard. Like we had um, helped plan like this yoga retreat thing a, a couple years ago, and the people that put it on, they're like, "Will you come in and like, will you and your team like lay down and like do this sound bath thing?" And I'm like, "Oh no, I don't do that. Like I'm, I'm like, ah, you know, I, I can't just lay there." And she's like, no, really, like it would mean a lot. And so I'm like, okay, you know, we'll do it. And it was like an hour long thing, but to lay there and not think about anything and just like be, like you said, it's effing hard, yeah, um, especially for our types of personalities. Yeah. But she kept saying, you know, close your eyes and let your mind, you know, they talk you through it kind of yeah, thing. And so once I really started to understand like how important, important that was to just slow down and be still and that was okay yeah. things started to get better you, you know like it, it's until you do it it's like hard to you can't really yeah. put it into words and explain it yeah. but since you've done it you get it um daily I'm sure again like all the things you have to do how do you shut out the noise like do you have a policy of what's on my calendar that's what I do or do you, how do you keep yourself from not being distracted? That's, that's a tough one, especially, like I said, for my personality type. But one thing that helps me a lot is having like urgent, like priority things that need to be done. Cause I have a trillion things that I could do that day and just go to bed and be like, I didn't do half, you know, even yeah. if I did a lot. And especially for the not doers, they'd be like, what are you talking about? You did so much, you know, but in my mind, that was nothing because there's so much more in comparison, but focusing on what immediately needed, you know, to, to get done and to feel proud and satisfied. That's, I feel like the word is feeling that satisfaction because 
I set the bar so high for myself that I could be pushing that satisfaction for years and years and years instead of feeling it right now. And so knowing that I did immediately what was needed of me that day, you know, and sometimes that I won't even get to do that and I can push it back and I can tell clients, hey, it didn't happen. I'm sorry, you know, my parents were visiting, this and this happened. Like giving myself grace, I feel like it's the best way yeah. of um, helping with the distractions. It's understanding that every day I do my best. Yep. Yep. I have found that, you know, I'm, I'm great at making lists, but I'm not good at doing the list. <laughs> and so like recognizing that and then being able to turn it over and teach someone else and trust someone else yes. is it's difficult. It's really hard and it's frustrating. And, you know, I used to have the mindset of it's just faster if I freaking do it myself, yeah. but she yeah. can't grow like that. That's so true. And you know, when, I, when we are under pressure and deadlines, it's like, I do go back to that mentality. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'll just stay up all night and do right, it right, because right. it'll, you know, take it, take me longer to tell somebody. But my whole thing is like, if you have to do it more than three times, creating a process and teaching people right. as you go, is going to be way better for you down the road totally. and, you know, put in the hard work right now and put in the frustrations and like work through that together. Because again, like you said, you can't, grow and be focused and you can't grow without people no. like our biggest asset yeah. like delegating is huge and that yeah. was that's one of the things that I think many entrepreneurs struggle with because they feel like they need to reach a certain level of success to actually create a team or to hire someone mm -hmm. and I see this with my clients because I've had like a VA like with me not temporary for over a year now Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how I would have survived last year if I hadn't had somebody help me do stuff like I wouldn't have accomplished as much things. Like the other day I had um, like some cards and some little gifts sent out to some of my clients and they sent me messages like, thank you so much. This is so thoughtful. And I immediately sent it to my VA and I was like, this wouldn't have been possible without you. I wouldn't have had the time to do something thoughtful like this, you know, and it doesn't matter that it was her that created the whole thing and, and picked the pictures it's the thought behind it. Right. Feel so loved and so appreciated. And I wouldn't have been able to do that myself. And so even if for those of you out there that are thinking, I just don't have that much stuff, I couldn't justify, you know, to pay. And it's like, no, you're setting yourself up for growth. You're creating that foundation, right? You're starting now. You're not waiting until you're overwhelmed and you can't keep up and people, and you can't serve people because you have so much. And then you have to train people, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're starting beforehand because then they can help you create the processes as well. So that's wise. The saying like two heads are better than one is oh, yeah. like, it's a real thing. Okay. And as a leader and, you know, all the different things, it's like, we make, a, I make a list of like, what do I have to do? And then what are things that I, I may want to do or I like to do, but like, I just don't have time. And like you said, it's never going to happen right. if I don't get somebody to help me. And I'd rather get it done than not like do it at all because it can impact other people. And it's just, it's, it's so important, but if you don't have that self-awareness first, bringing other people into the, the company is sometimes toxic and sometimes you're the problem. I know I was the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it helps you keep you accountable as well. Cause we're so used to having a boss. Right. Uh, and then yeah. when we don't, it's hard to actually get motivated to do things. But then when you hire somebody that's depending on you to do things, it kind of works in the same way, but reverse, like, Hey, I need this so I can do this. Oh, okay. I guess I need to do something today. <laughs> you know, I, I need to get on with this instead of get, being busy with some other stuff. 
So it, there's just so many wins in the whole process. Like, and it's learning too to work with that person's personality. Like maybe they need more details. Maybe you tell them one word and they already create the whole thing for you. Everyone is different and you get to learn that relationship, which only makes you a better entrepreneur, a better coach, because you're, you're practicing right with somebody else right then and there. So it's, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's so important. So how do you, last question, how do you really support business owners, like as they're growing, like, do you work with people for three months, six months, nine months, a year? What is, what does that look like for you? So I have a few different things. My main um, way of working with women is a membership. It's called the Empowered Woman School. It's really a business marketing and personal growth school all wrapped up in one. Uh, we have a beautiful community that supports each other. I really believe in this, these group containers because you get to see other people doing things as well and you get to hear other stories. So it's like multidimensional uh, where we meet on Zoom. I also have guest experts come in. So it's pretty varied. We have different topics every month and it's an ongoing thing. I also have containers that are for a period of time. And I really believe in the power of those because it's kind of like an accelerator. Like I'm going to really get laser focused for four to six weeks and bond with these women in this group as well and get a clear result out of this. Like I'm starting this because I want to be more consistent on social media. I'm starting this because I want to show up differently in my business or I want to build relationships uh, and then getting to gauge that progress. Because I feel that's what's hard sometimes about programs is that how do you know if you're grown after you finish this, right? And so being able to create that space for women where it's like, this is exactly what I experienced after the few weeks that we were together. And I also do one-on-one, but what I love about one-on-one, which is the three month program is giving them access to my membership. I absolutely make it a point to do so because I say, you need that group support as well. It's not just me. I want you to connect with these other women that are also working with me. Um, and it's really helpful to have that support as well. So this is what I do. I also do like one-on-one strategy sessions for people that are not ready to commit to a long-term, but obviously, Mm -hmm. as we know, it takes time to see results and to be able to adjust. So I love having more time to work together. Yeah. Something I've found like just since all the changes that have happened over the few years, people really need an accountability group or partner. And I know for me, without that, if I didn't have a group or some Uh, like a business entrepreneur group, like, I don't know if I would like actually do the work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's It's just, it like, you know, holds you accountable. So I know you mentioned your book, where can people find the book? So you can go to my website, marchaspark.com, or even if you go to marchaspark.com forward slash book, you'll get all the information. And if you purchase, you get, you, you can find it on Amazon. So for those of you who prefer Kindle, I am working on Audible. It's going to be out soon. Uh, but if you prefer Kindle, you have to go to Amazon. So just look for it. It's called The Empowered Woman. But if you want a signed copy, then you have to go directly to my website because I will mail it out myself. So I would love for you to go check it out because it's, uh, so it's called The Empowered Woman, The Ultimate Roadmap to Business Success. And it's all about the five steps that I described here. I love it. And then also, y'all, you can go to freegiftfrommarta.com and we'll put all of these links in the show notes. So if you're driving or working out, don't stop. Like, you can go back to the show notes. We have people that multitask while they listen. And I love that. So thank you so much for your time today. This was super helpful. And tell me when it comes out on Audible. Like, I'm not a great reader, but like, I will blow through and like listen to books. 
in a week. You know, I love it. Yeah. Do you have like a, well, I'd like to be done with the audible version by this date, or it's just like, you're working on it as you can kind of thing. Well, I do want to get it done by March sometime because I I was wanting to start it this month, but it's just been way too busy. I mean, it's a short month. I'll give myself that. Um, so yeah, sometime in March have that done. Cause people have been asking one thing that somebody taught me that I didn't even know was possible is if you get the Kindle, you can actually have Siri read it for you. I didn't know yeah, that yeah. somebody actually heard it and I was like, but I don't have it on audible. So it wasn't my voice, but if, if you really want to get, get down with it, you can have Siri do the job. <laughs> I love technology. I love yes. my Siri. I love it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today and everyone listening and watching. Thank you so much for your time and be sure to tune in next week to another episode of Business Unveiled. Bye y'all. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done. Would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at angelaprofit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights. And I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember, the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.